0: Hello dear listeners, it is I, DJ Starsage, and hubby Billy. Hi! We're coming to you from Chateau Starsage, in fact our parlor. This is going to be a little bit of a different show, uh, as we recently lost our dear sweet little boy Oliver after a two year battle We had a thyroid condition, and, well, we unexpectedly lost him, and we think that he may have had cancer in his last days. Um, So, he's no longer with us, but we are here to talk about some of our happier memories of our lives with him. So, if you're not an animal lover, um, first of all, what are you doing listening to my show? And uh, if you're not a cat person, feel free to skip this episode because, uh, well, um, most politely put, uh, simply put, Oliver was the closest thing that I'll probably have to a son. And aside from my hubby, he was my best friend for the last 10 years. So, I, you know, although it is sad, uh, in his last couple of years, it, it was my happy thought that when I went to bed, Oliver was with me because that was his time away from our girl Kitty Cats, and it was his time with Daddy, and that was the time where he felt safe, and he was all full of nuzzles and headbutts, and even though we had several times that we nearly lost him before he did finally pass, each morning that I woke up, it was my happy thought that he was still with us and he would give me nuzzles and headbutts. So that was even better than an alarm clock tuned to my favorite station. But, you know, as I was saying, sadly, we lost our little man unexpectedly after two years of battling a thyroid condition. And um, it, it just... Uh, it put our nerves on edge because we had to learn how to adapt our livelihoods, our lifestyle. We had to feed him every couple of hours because the poor boy got to the point where he couldn't eat on his own. He had to have help. But he was the most well-behaved little kitty. And while most cats would hate the idea of quote-unquote being force-fed... He grew to trust you. Tell the folks about feeding him.
1: Well, if your cat is sick and he needs to eat, you need to do something called syringe feeding, where you basically wrap your cat up in a towel, put the food in a syringe, and put it in their mouth and hope they eat it. Oliver got to like it to the point of where when he saw the syringe, he would sit, and open his mouth for it. So, there was no struggle. There was no basic clawing of death, which normally happens when you try to burrito a cat and force-feed them. He liked it. In fact, every once in a while, if you had a, a syringe out, he'd go over to it, and you knew it was time to feed him. It wasn't all the time, but he, he in the last two years, he would have flare-ups. So we couldn't let him dip too far down in weight. So I would have to do the force feeding thing with him and he didn't mind it. And that's one of the reasons why we were able to keep him as long as we did because he was willing to be helped with a syringe to be fed.
0: Now, when we say syringe, it's more like what you would use to give a kid cough syrup. It, you know, it doesn't have a needle on it or anything like that. It just has a, uh a little lever, a, uh, they call it a plunger. That it's it's kind of like what you might use to squeeze cookie dough out to make cookies during the holidays. So that you get the idea. But uh, we, you know, we had to give him medication twice a day for his thyroid condition, and he was such a good little boy that it didn't bother him to take the medicine. You told him that it was coming, and he would sit there patiently for you and let you give him medicine. And, um, you know, it's going to be hard to let the time pass without, you know, remembering that we had to do that. I mean, um, within a couple of days since his passing, I've had subtle little reminders here and there, like a reminder that I would have on my phone or on my watch that it was time for medicine. You know, in hindsight... Uh, having been through the experience, I wouldn't have traded it for anything, because as I said, you know, this sweet little boy, this, this orange and white ball of love, was as closest to his son as I probably will ever have, and, you know, I, I just imagine if he was a cartoon character, he'd be like a little toddler wearing a pair of overalls. Before I met Hubby... Uh, Oliver was living with him and uh, as he might tell you uh, Oliver was this sort of kitty who uh, nobody really owned him or at least not in his younger days. Um, Tell the listeners how Oliver came to live with you.
1: Well, Oliver made a choice. We were in the midst of moving, my ex and I, and we only had a couple of days left and... The second to last night that we were there, Oliver came around, and we didn't know if he was a stray or not, but because he was hot and hungry, we decided to bring him into the AC and feed him. Well, he took a liking to us over the past couple of days, and he did disappear during the day, so we thought he might have an owner, but we weren't quite sure. So we did the normal talk to the office at the complex and give them our info and so forth. But it was the last day and we had to make a choice whether to bring him with us or not. And we didn't know quite what to do. So the U-Haul was all packed up. The fish were already in the front seat. And we looked at Oliver and asked if he wanted to move out to the country. In less than a split second, he was sitting in the middle of the seat on the U-Haul, and he decided to come with us. So he basically made the choice. We did the right thing and kept talking to the office to see if anybody claimed him, but nobody did. So he stayed with us out in the middle of nowhere.
0: And uh, after Hubby and I moved in together, it was quite interesting for me because i grew up with my fair share of allergies i was told that i was never allowed to have a dog or a cat for that matter but uh, i had only had one pet before hubby and i moved in together i had had an older dog who um you know ironically actually ended up passing away before we had a chance to move in together but i had never had a cat before Certainly not a cat like Oliver. And um, when we moved in together, of course, my dog had just passed away literally the night before. She basically saw the mess that was our lives coming together all in boxes in a one-bedroom apartment and said, I'm out. I can't take any more of this. And, uh, well, we we gave her uh, a sweet send-off. But anyways... What did you tell Oliver when we moved in together when he was first brought home to our little townhouse? I told Oliver that DJ was his next
1: little partner in life and that he had to take care of him. And it took less than two minutes before little Oliver was taking
0: care of DJ. Uh, On my Facebook page right now, you'll see my cover photo is... A uh, Slightly younger me, and I'm laying on a couch. And bigger. Yes. Before, Hubby helped me see the error of my ways. What's that on the kitchen counter I see there? Did we just stock up on junk? No, no, you're... you're...
1: It's only $30 worth of crap. <laughs>
0: uh, the pandemic will make you do strange things. Anyways, um, my cover photo on my Facebook page right now is from that winter that uh, we first lived together that Oliver had decided I was his project. He climbed up on the couch knowing that I wasn't feeling well and he decided to take a nap with me. So my uh, one of my favorite pictures is of him laying on the couch curled up under the blanket with me and that's actually another thing that he used to enjoy Tell the listeners about Oliver and blankets and uh, bedding.
1: Well, Oliver would sleep like a person. Now, he if you left him alone in a room with a bed, he would lay on it or lay in his bed. But his favorite thing to do would be to climb under the covers and stick his little head out on the pillow. He would sleep like a human. He loved it. If it was in the wintertime, he would dip all the way down, but for the most part, he would sleep in the bed like a human being.
0: I can't tell you how many times we would come home from going to the store or going to visit family, and we would be looking all around and saying, where is Oliver? And suddenly we would notice there's a little bump in the covers on the bed, and the little man had turned himself around in the bed with his little head just barely poking out.
1: He was pretty much hiding from the crazy girls trying to get a nap in.
0: (laughs) And, uh, of course, uh, although Oliver was, uh, as we say, fixed, um, that didn't take away all of his urges, and, uh, he, he had a fondness for certain things, and, uh, When he had his, let's just say, private time, there were certain things that he liked to drag around the house.
1: Red red t-shirts. Now, if you own a cat out there, you all know about red and pink. For some reason, male cats love red and pink. And God forbid if you have a red and pink stuffed animal. Just ask my boss. Her kids are still mortified.
0: (laughs) But it's just the sweetest thing because... You know, if you caught him in the act, you felt guilty because you knew that he was enjoying himself. And, you know, um, as I've said, our little man was in his later senior years. Our little man was in his later senior years when he finally passed. And he did still have occasion where he would get his jollies with his red or pink item. And, well, that just tickled us because we knew that he was having a good day when that happened. You no, know, uh as, of course, uh, many stories have several chapters. And after Hubby moved out to the country, um, before too many years went by, he and his ex parted company. But there came a point in time when... Uh, was uh, changing households, he was moving into a different place and uh, he was going to be working a couple of jobs for a while to make ends meet and sort things out for himself. And uh, when it came time to make some decisions about that, um, what happened with Oliver?
1: Oliver had to live in a loft and no longer go outside. That didn't really go over too well with him because Oliver had more of a social life than I ever did. Oliver used to visit the neighbors when they had slumber parties. He used to wander the neighborhood and basically stay with people. Everybody knew who owned him, but if they were having a party or if they were having a large get-together, Oliver wanted to be
0: there. And uh, I I remember you told me one time... You thought maybe your place wasn't the best for Oliver and you tried to find him another home. What was that story?
1: Yes, um, when I moved up to the loft I had Goldie and Nala and Oliver, three cats in a loft and I figured Oliver, I had him for a couple of years but you know he needs to be outside so I took him to a friend's house who had a large barn, several outbuildings, and dropped him off to the farm and thought he would love it. At about one in the morning, my friend called and said, pick up your cat. Apparently he wanted inside, and he was just a bit too much for them to handle because he was such a loving little man, and you know. I gave him a chance at a country life And he didn't want it So at one in the morning I pulled in, rolled down my window And within a split second He was sitting in the front seat And he was headed back to the law
0: And he ended his country days And uh, even though he was An indoor kitty by the time I came to live with hubby He did have a, a wild adventurous youth And uh, Every once in a blue moon he would get out of the house but we never had to worry about him running off and wandering away Describe to folks what it was like if Oliver managed to sneak out the door
1: So whenever you would whenever Oliver wanted out you know he would fight and scratch to get outside and every once in a while he would get out And by the time he got to that warm driveway, he would just plop himself down and he was
0: good to go. He just wanted to sit there for a bit. I remember you telling me that uh, there was a few times that Oliver had adventures when you were running errands. Um, You know, what were some of those adventures?
1: Um, Well, I lived in a small country town, so... You know, it had a small main street, and I was only probably like 10, 15 houses from the main road. And if I would walk to the bank or walk to the store, Oliver would come with me. Um, because it was a, such a small town, everybody knew each other. So I didn't really worry too much about, you know, where Oliver was going and so forth. But if I went to the bank, he would sit outside of the bank and wait for me. Or even if I went to the grocery store, He would sit outside and wait for me. The neighborhood kids would play with him while I would go into the store. And he loved it. Um, There was a couple of scary occasions where one time we had a garage sale. And we were selling things. And Oliver decided to jump in the back of someone's truck. And within about two hours, we got a phone call saying that the kids discovered Oliver inside one of the pieces of furniture they bought from us, and if they could keep him overnight because they were having a good time with him. So I said, Sure, not a problem. <laughs> so he had another slumber party.
0: Now, on on uh, some of the uh, outings that you would make, you would go and uh, you would pay bills and you would go to the bank and sometimes he rode with you. Now, um... Didn't you tell me something about the bank that you used to go to?
1: Yes, after a while, Oliver would eventually come into the bank with me because they started getting cat treats for him because they loved him so much. Oliver was just one of those well-behaved cats. He was very sociable, and like I said, he would go everywhere.
0: Now, uh, for those of you who might be new to our show, or my show, as uh, Hubby is uh, usually a guest, but, uh, you know, we've been stuck... Maybe nut stuck is the word, but uh, we've been left to uh, be living in our house together on a day-to-day basis <laughs> while we're going like animals. We're, while we're going through this thing we call the pandemic, and um, well, okay, so backpedaling here, um, you know, our, our tribe of, of kitties uh, includes a calico and a tortoiseshell kitty, and. Um, well, they came to live with hubby through various uh, chapters of his life. But, uh, you know, continuing on with the endearing tales of Mr. Oliver, who is no longer with us, um, tell the listeners about when our sweet little rusty tortoiseshell girl, Goldie, who, who's named after Goldie Hawn, by the way, because she's both sweet and nuts, Uh, when Goldie came to live with you?
1: Well, being out in the country, there were tons and tons of strays. And my neighbors and I, we kind of took care of the strays and found them homes. Now, I'm not exaggerating. When I found homes for over 30 cats in just three years, living in that small country town. So out of 30 cats, I kept three. Now... Nala came to us on Halloween night. And Goldie came to us on one of the coldest nights ever. It was about 5 degrees below zero. And we knew she was out there. And we had a barn. And she was in the barn for a while. But all of the neighborhood cats overtook the barn and pretty much kicked her out so she was living in the storm drain that was under the driveway and it was snowing like you would not believe and we just had to get her inside we had to bring her in and i couldn't get to her it was a really rough night and living in an old Victorian, I had a huge wraparound porch, and I lived on the first floor. My bedroom was on the first floor near the wraparound porch. So my, I opened up the window and told Oliver to go get her. Well, I went inside, waited about 10-15 minutes, looked outside, and sure enough, Oliver had this sweet little tortoiseshell cat in his mouth going through the window. So within a few minutes I jumped outside and closed the window. And Oliver had her in my bedroom. Now, yep, it kind of went okay until poor little Goldie decided to freak out and try to get behind one of the radiators, severely cutting her face.
0: Now, keeping in mind, folks, that Goldie was basically a stray at the time. She did not know what it was like to live indoors. She thought she was trapped.
1: She was probably beaten on and so forth by other cats, and she was she's tiny now, but she was probably only about nine months old, so she was still pretty small when Ollie dragged her in, but, you know, I, I couldn't really get near her for a few days. Um, Ollie took care of her, um, like he did with all the cats that I helped, so in about three days I would say Nala, Goldie and Oliver were sleeping on my bed and Goldie has fortunately never looked back to her wild and crazy life outside
0: <laughs> we, we often uh, talk about Goldie having a backstory where she she might have been the sort of free spirit who maybe had a bo- uh, boyfriend with a motorcycle but uh,
1: if, if you've never had a tortoiseshell they call it tortitude and there's a reason because man they got attitude and if you look up tortitude on the internet you will see what I mean
0: (laughs) how helpful Oliver felt that he was he loved to sit in the kitchen when we were making food he would just love to pay attention to something that was going on and um, in particular he really enjoyed it when people would come to visit especially those who had work to do tell the listeners about people that would come to do work?
1: Oh, we would have the furnace people, the electrician, and he would just sit there out of their way staring at them for hours, just cooing or purring, because he just loved people. He loved going places, and now that he was trapped in a house, the only thing that he could do was have visitors so whenever there was a visitor in the house he loved it he didn't bother them he didn't get into their stuff he just sat there and stayed with them
0: it was like he was having an apprenticeship he was sitting there and he was watching them and he was learning a trade
1: (laughs) nine nine times out of ten the work took longer because they started to play With Oliver because he was a little rambunctious cat, and after a while, they couldn't ignore the sweet little ball of love staring at him.
0: Hubby was saying how Oliver cared for many kitties, including strays, and you just heard the story about how he rescued Goldie during one of the coldest days of the winter. But uh, you know, one of the things that he did mention is that uh, Oliver had. A mothering nature to him which is very unusual for a male cat now without getting too graphic what, how would you describe the normal behavior of male cats especially like if they're a father kitty
1: well it, it can go either way some male cats are indifferent some of them will actually attack kittens but there are the there are other few that will actually take care of kittens Oliver loved kittens. Oliver used to bring home kittens, injured cats, you name it. And Nala, who I have, which is our Halloween kitty, it was two in the morning, Halloween night, and she woke me and my ex up. And, well, Oliver woke us up because she was outside howling her head off because she was probably only a month or two old and was abandoned. So we brought her in, and Oliver, for several months, carried her around in his mouth and took care of him like a mama kitten.
0: And uh, I, I think the the I keep thinking of more things, but I'm gonna let you folks go. I mean, for goodness' sake, she have been listening to us talk about a uh, kitty cat who is who. By the way, he had as you heard, had way more personality than uh, any mere cat would normally have. So it's it's hard to think of him as just a four-legged little creature. Um you know, he used to meet me at the door when I would come home from work just like somebody's dog might. And um you know he he used to get so excited he would work himself up, and we know now that it's because he he had uh, well a birth you know a, a misformed mouth he had an underbite like a bulldog, and when he got excited he would not only purr but he would open mouth purr and it would sound like some sort of a swamp creature but he was happy. Love up your balls of love while they are here. If you blink, if you get too busy, they'll be gone before you know it. And uh, that is a remembrance of a little man named Oliver. Thank you for listening. Kisses from the carriage. Bye-bye. Once gone Wild with Matt and Tom. Speak up. The Smell Cast by Tommy Smelly. Be Heard. It tastes Like Burning with Tim and James. Unique Voices in Podcasting. The Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. UnivazPods.net.